Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Lyndon Savanto and this is the Always Moving Podcast. Um, today's episode, which is number 47 by the way, um, I speak to Darren Walls, the founder and CEO of a company called Sports Hosts. Uh, I've personally used this company and fully endorse it. If they want to sponsor the show, here I am. Um, but we talk all about it. So what they do is they connect travelers with local sports fans. And you attend the, the games with a local a local fan and you get the, a real authentic feel for the team, the city, the fan base. Uh, I did it with uh, in San Francisco with the Giants and I did it in Oakland for the Athletics. And with the help of sports hosts, they made uh, those two games two of the most memorable of my life. So... I hope you enjoy this episode. He did have to run uh, a bit, or uh, we ran uh, a little out of time. He had something else going on. But what we do have and what we talk about, I love. So I hope you enjoy it. And before we jump into the episode, I want you to also look into the Chatter Network. It is a uh, podcasting community that I'm a part of. And there's some fantastic shows out there if you want to... Uh, drink beer and talk about weird animals if you want to review movies scary movies if you want to talk sex with uh, uh, there's the girls that run the show there there's uh, facilitating voices she talks about uh, a lot of social work and stories like that so a lot of different stuff great people great network check it out chatter network and you know what let's jump in on this one Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Always Moving Podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto, and this is episode 47 with the man, the legend, CEO and founder of Sports Host, Darren Walls. How are you, sir? CEO and legend. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure really the legend part fits, <laughs> and I'm not sure the CEO fits because, you know, you sort of have to have a company worth a couple of billions, I think, to really <laughs> claim that CEO title, right? So otherwise, it just seems, it seems a bit real. But <laughs> man, 40, what did you say? 47 episodes that you yep. had? yeah. That is that is impressive. The uh, so so obviously you're running out of good guests. That's why you had to get me. Um, <laughs> no, but, it's uh, a, I'm really glad to be here. It's uh, end of the end of the show. That's why it's best for last. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um. So I I was excited that you said you wanted to come on the show, and uh, because I love your your company, your product, what it is. Do you want to? Maybe tell everybody about Sports Hosts. Yeah, Sports Hosts connects sports fans online and in real life. So if that's the one thing you want to take away from today is that it's online and in real life. So we connect fans in real life to see live games together. 
And the kicker is the, the, the host to a charge, right? It's about getting real experience. It's authentic experience. It's, it's not a tour product. And uh, Lyndon, you've done it. You know, you've been, we've sent you to games in the, in the States and you've, you've met some locals. And the idea there is that, you know, you get that real experience, right? You get, uh, you get to really be part of the team. And the thing is, the crazy thing is when you meet people, you, you know, they're like, how you've got to come and do this. You've got to, you know, you've got to be part of this, right? Yeah. So you'll end up doing crazy things from there as well. You know, you'll end up, I've done insane things. You know, in Texas, I went shooting with some ex-army guys because in yeah. Texas, you know, it seems you have to shoot a gun, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, indie bands in Toronto, you know, dragging around Toronto in the all hours of the morning to... You name it, you know, I've, I've done it around the world because of that. And online is, you know, just about being able to communicate with other fans all the time and share different things from fantasy sport just to toy. You know, you could be a Liverpool fan, but you live in America. It's being able to connect with those real Liverpool fans and, you know, chew the fat and, that and do stuff. And then also, you know, hearing from really cool people, right, and great, great content creators on, online. So Yeah, man. So that's uh- us. Absolutely love it because like you mentioned, I did it uh, when I did the road trip. And as I see on your shirt, San Francisco was when I first experienced it. Well, uh, like as uh, being hosted by someone. And do you know Steve? There's an older gentleman. I, I do know Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he's, guy is a beauty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he loves. He's, he's passionate. So tell people like about your experience. Yeah, so, so, um, we're like, okay, we're going to meet this guy, Steve. We met outside by the statue and he's an older gentleman. Like he's got to be late sixties, something like that. And he just diehard giants guy. And he's just like, this is this. He points at one thing, every, the security all knew him. We went um, to the Gotham club. I think it's called behind the right field wall. And everyone's like, Oh, Hey Steve. And he's just, he's telling stories about people that were in there. Then there's the McCovey Cove. I think his name's Dave, the guy, the kayaker. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's there every day. And you learn all these these stories that you'd have to really get to like a big fan to find out. Because he just took us around. He's like, oh, this play happened here. I remember this. Or we don't like this player because of this. And to hear it from him firsthand and sit with him during the game, it was special. And it is special. And that golfing club you mentioned, I think that's, you know, I think you can't get into that. I think, you know, someone's got to die for someone else to get in. And even if you're a billionaire, but I think back in the day, it cost over a hundred thousand US to buy your, your, your ticket. Oh, right? really? Uh, and yeah, yeah. And the Gotham club uh, allows sports host fans. So the, the host to take in sports host fans, right? Yeah. So even the host, even though you've got a membership, you can't just take your friends, right? Yeah. You, you can't, but, the San Francisco Giants and the Gotham Club are allowed us. So I've been in and we've had fans that, that have gone in. And even the executive of the Giants has said to us, like, shit, man, we don't even get to go in there, you know. <laughs> so, um, so one of my favourite times ever was was being hosted by a San Francisco Giants fan. And, and he took me in and exposed me to the delights of seriously good tequila. Right. which uh, I always thought tequila was just a drink that, you know, would kill you. And, uh, you know, you up dancing on tables and screaming. But he introduced me to the finer world of tequila, right? And uh, it, was, it was a memorable day, right? So it was, it, there's always special memories when you do it. 
Yeah. And the thing with Steve too, is he took us down kind of during the batting practice. There's that little caged area where you can go down and watch and a ball came in. And like I said, Steve's almost 70 gotta be dove on the ground and got us this ball. (laughs) And it's like, this guy loves this. He was, you could tell he was just passionate about hosting and about the giants. And he wanted to make our experience good. He's just on the ground, like fighting people to get this ball. Like, man, (laughs) I wouldn't do that. It is insane. And this is the crazy thing about how sports hosts came about was that uh, my background is tourism, right? So, so I, uh, and, and sport, right? But I worked, I was the director for um, three zoos in Victoria. So I was director of commerce and marketing. So everything that made money in these three zoos and they had like about 1.7 million visitors a year. So it wasn't, it wasn't a small thing. And then I went and worked for one of the richest families in Melbourne, Australia, right? And um, uh, the son-in-law was given a ski resort, you know, as you do. And he wanted to build a much bigger business, much bigger tourism. So my job was to come in and to, to build a much bigger tourism business. So we built uh, the biggest ice centre in, in Australia of the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, it's the home of the Australian Winter Olympic Institute. I went across the state actually to learn about it. So Philly Flyers and we, you know, helped us out building it and, and so forth, right? Um, the So it was pretty interesting. And so that's home of iSports. We brought, uh, you know, international travel agencies. We built a retail business around mountain biking and skiing. It was all sort of, you know, uh, type things. So from there, we tried to work out, okay, what's the biggest trend in the world that we could we could surf right what yeah, was the yeah. biggest social trend ever right and that social trend if you travel is authenticity right no one wants to see your photos of you in front of the eiffel tower you know it's like yeah, oh, yeah. Right, it's boring right but but people want to hear those stories about those crazy shit stories where you met locals you know and for me personally, it's not even about telling others. It's about doing stuff that when you woke up in the morning, you'd have no idea that it's <laughs> going to happen to you. <laughs> and and that, to me, that's an amazing day when really good things happen, right? Yeah, like you, yeah. never, you never knew it. So, so, you know, that's all about meeting locals when you travel, right? That's yeah. right. So I was trying to think of a way that we could, we could do this. And the other thing that I was trying to work on was, Anything to do with with um, sexism, racism, inequality always drove me crazy, batshit crazy, man. I don't, I don't get it. Why, yeah. why it no, exists and, and why people think it's, yeah, why it's a game people should play, right? So one day jogging, it just, it's like bang, it just hit me. It was like sports. Sports the thing that they they'll connect with people. They'll do it for free, right? Yeah. Um, and sport also you know, unites us more than anything else else does, right? So sport and beer, right? So yeah. they're, they're they're good they're good bedfellows, right? They bring people from around the world together. So that's how how sports host started, and we thought it was it was crazy idea that would host host for free. And the strange thing is, it's the easiest yeah. part of the, the whole business, right? And you just described it with Steve. People want to show off their team, right? They want to show off their city. Yeah, they yeah. want to show off their sport, right? They love it, man. They they <laughs> they absolutely love it, you know. And if you think about your probably your sport fandom, so so what are your teams? Give give us your teams. The uh... Uh, so I'm a Blue Jays fan. I'm a Ravens guy. Boston Bruins, and uh, yeah. 
Who am I missing? I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan because when I got into basketball, they just joined. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well start fresh. I don't want to be influenced by, you know, a Michael Jordan or LeBron. I'm going to start with this this new franchise. And it hasn't worked out that well. I can tell you that. No, it hasn't. You've got it. You've got it. I was going to say you're eclectic, right? But um, a Blue Jays, because you're a Toronto boy. No, I'm from uh, I'm from the West, but it's a, it's Canada's team. So when they did the yeah, playoffs, yeah. it was every time they're in the playoffs or doing something, it brings everybody. Oh shit! I didn't know you like baseball, and they don't. They like drinking beer and hanging out and watching sports. Exactly. But if you think about your teams and you think about going to games, you'd probably be you know even if you're 25, you're probably going for the last 10 years with the same say three to 10 people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, you know, it's your, your close buddies that you go with. So there's a whole opportunity even with your buddies is just, wow, we can, you know, at home you can connect with anyone, but when you're away, you can connect with anyone, right? And online you can connect with anyone. So if you think about it, there's 3.5 billion sports fans in the world, right? That you really, you know, we could be bigger than any race, religion, country, Right, you could connect to millions and billions of experiences just through sport. Right, it's yeah. a crazy, it's a bad, crazy idea, but it's fun. Right? <laughs> so that um, to brush on what you said earlier about uh, equality and how sport actually brings everyone together. That's how I first discovered sports hosts when I was living in Melbourne. There was a um, Hawthorne Hawks. There was a, yeah. a, a pride event in Melbourne. For the Aussie football, I'd never been to an Aussie football game. I, I saw this posting. I went to the, the Pride event and all these people explained the game to me. And I felt way deeper connection than if I just bought some ticket and showed up. Because I'm like, well, why do they not like it when they kick one point or something? Like, why do they get upset? You got a point. <laughs> and then the people that I was with, uh, they're like, no, 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 it's this and this. Or you're born into this team if your parents support there's like bulldogs or something you're a bulldogs fan and then it was so cool to learn about it and uh i that's where it all started with sports host for me was at an event like that so that that, that is awesome and i remember i remember those those events right so, look it's it's our values and our and it's our core right the whole thing about equality it's not it's not something nice that we talk about in the brand it's the whole reason that sports host really exists right yeah. And, um, you know, I think that people tell us that we can't change the world, right? That it's too hard, right? So, so if you think about it, you've got like one dude sitting in Russia right now, one dude, right? Doesn't answer it to anyone that could change the course of the world. There's 7 billion people in the world and one dude can change the course of the world, right? Yeah. Like, are you shitting me, <laughs> right? Are you really shitting me, right? And we're told that it's too hard to, to, to change the world, right? But yeah. I think the reason we've been told it's too hard, they want you to, you know, it's sort of like you, you have to think that because change should be hard. I don't think it should be, right? Like if you think about sports and equality and getting together, right, you can seriously look at the Olympics. You can, you can you know, get together, you know, fans from across the world, from across countries. We can actually start sharing it lives together and talking together and actually having fun and not making it hard yeah right? and sort of take the power back from these people right your division you know your your idea that this game you play where you're trying to divide us yeah. right 
No, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of sick of politics, right? <laughs> it's just that, that get together, you know, at a game. And because if you rip everything away from people, we're pretty cool at the core. Right? <laughs> and we're pretty similar, right? I, th- I think we're all like... Some away a little you know, more, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course. But, but, but that's the point, right? So I think that's the exciting part about sport. It can do that, right? Yeah. It can bring strange people together, you know, people you would never meet. Um, normally so so you know so what the olympics did for athletes we want to do for fans i love it and i 100 percent agree and just as you were talking there it remind we went to a my wife and i went to a tampa lightning game two days ago and we're up in the the top section beside us is two couples they're just hammered drunk in front there's like a really old dude who i don't <laughs> Like he was pretty heavy, older guy, but everybody after the game, we're all high-fiving. We didn't know anything about each other, but during the game, you're like, oh, they need to trade this guy or, oh, fuck those guys or whatever it is. But uh, just the sport, even, I'm not even a lightning fan, but just going through and it's like, I don't care how old you are or how drunk you are or whatever it is. (laughs) uh, It's crazy how much it does bring you together, so... Like yeah, when the yeah. and when, when the when the Raptors won the title, Canada was crazy. It was basketball yeah. crazy, and like oh I didn't, people are packed into bars watching Raptors games, and they never even show them at bars before. And now all of a sudden, it's just basketball is huge or bigger in Canada. So. Exactly. Well, you, you don't you don't want Canadians losing a <laughs> final. You know, they could also they could also start tipping over cars. And, <laughs> Well, the, this being from Edmonton, I know they do that. So. Yeah, yeah. because uh, wasn't it Canucks? So you know, yeah, back uh, in the day, Vancouver, the Bruins right? beat the Canucks, uh, and then they started a riot downtown. Yeah, exactly, but now you got weed, right? So now you got weed legal. We should avoid any more future riots. I think everyone will be okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. You brushed on it a little earlier. You mentioned some of the teams like the the Giants and stuff. So what are some of the teams that you've partnershiped in, in different sports and in, the say, the major North American sports? Uh, in North America, it was pretty crazy because this is pre-COVID um, in, in 2018. We went to the States. We talked to four major league teams and three of them signed on, right? And that's just because we we're right at the right time. Uh, so we work with San Francisco Giants, hence my shirt. Um, the, and we, we strategically pick them. The Giants are the most um, innovative in the Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball is not innovative, right? <laughs> An old and, boys club. <laughs> uh, you know, well, they're losing, they're losing, you know, the figures. But, you know, with, before COVID, you know, they were down 10% in, you know, three years, right? You yeah. can't lose that amount of your audience and go... And when I met the executive at Major League Baseball, right, is I can, I can tell you there's a reason why they're losing 10% because these guys are working really hard on the plan to fuck baseball, right? They, they are not bright, right? <laughs> they, they are stuck in 1995, right? And maybe, maybe 1965 for some of them, right? But they, they're not bright, right? Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> you know, like the San Francisco Giants complete opposite, right? This is a team of innovators. Um, I've never worked with with such cool people in my life, right? They've, yeah. they've become friends. 
but that's why we wanted the Giants. Then uh, NYCFC, New York City Football Club, they were part of the City Group, so they were global. And then we worked with the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets was the first major league team in the States that hired a tourism director, right? So yep. the first team that actually said, okay, um, we need to, you know, everyone's sending everyone over to China or overseas and creating offices overseas. They're like, well, hell, Dan, there's, we're in New York. There's, there's 10 million visitors come through a year. We can, do a, we can do a lot at home, right? So they were really interested in what we were doing and worked with a, an, a, an amazing woman there that was the, the director of tourism, tourism Louisa. And, um, uh, you know, so we partnered with them. And the thing about it was that our fans, if you're part of sports host, you got to do special things. So the San Francisco Giants, there were bleacher parties, you got to go on the ground. You know, there was trips away with JetBlue and, and so forth at the Brooklyn Nets. Um, again, we had trips away, right? So you could win flights and accommodation paid for and, and so forth. So, um, you know, and the parties we had at NYCFC, and that's probably one of my biggest surprises in the States, right? I thought MLS was going to be boring. Hell no. Yeah. They, they are some of the most exciting fans. <laughs> and yeah. the parties we had at NYCFC were, were, were amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a Toronto FC game and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I've never been. Let's go check it out. And it was, it was awesome. They had their sections. They're singing their songs. They're lighting their torches. It was pretty cool. Oh, it is really cool. It is really cool. So I know we're short on time today. Uh, I was just curious, what's kind of what's next for you guys coming out of COVID? What's kind of the plan moving forward? Well, COVID was like stepping onto a highway and being hit by, you know, a, a giant truck, right? It's uh, we're connecting people in real life. It's uh, that stopped, right? Yeah. Uh, we we got to do 2022. We want to bring it back. We still have to be careful in America with with COVID and connecting people, but we'll be back in real life this year. We started in India with some events in December. Um, and, you know, we're going to be in Argentina, Mexico and the States. So we really want to get that going again and get people actually connecting, but safely and, and responsibly, right? Uh, so that's the really big thing. We're also, um, we're going to be launching and we could get us back at some say, we'd love to talk about it. We've got to be launching, you know, a whole, um, uh, you know, strain to what we do around equality and and bringing people together a bit of a movement right so i won't won't tell you because it hasn't been launched yet but it's it's going to be something exciting around uh you know we can we can get everyone around the world to take a bit of control around you know and and make us feel good that there are other people like us that do believe in equality and and do believe in cool stuff not just you know want to divide the world Wonderful. And uh, when that's when that launches or about to launch, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. We'll talk about it. Love to love to. Man, I cannot thank you enough for your time. And I think the um, you're, you're, you know, just doing what you did in Australia and getting to know what we do with sports hosts, then doing it in the States, because I forgot about Australia, to be honest. Um, the that <laughs> that is just awesome. And the fact that we've stayed in touch for this time, I think, says a lot about what it's true about what we're what we're talking about. So well done on your book. We've been really impressed by that. Um, so so man, just just keep having fun, keep shooting, and we'd we'd love to talk to you again. Absolutely, uh, Darren. Do you have time for a quick rapid fire? Maybe. I've got one minute. 
Wonderful. <laughs> You're going on a trip. Are you going to the mountain or the beach? Mountains. Uh, why does Arvo mean afternoon? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just, it just, it, we like to put O on everything. So afternoon, it was just short. We like to shorten and put an O, right? So, so, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, what's the best meal you make? The best meal I make probably is a crispy snapper fish with Asian vegetables. Nice. That'd kill here in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Darren, I don't want to keep you much longer, but thank you very much. Um, to everyone listening, this is Darren Walls, of sports host. I'll put uh, links all in the bio when I share this episode. And uh, to everyone listening, this has been episode 47 of the Always Moving Podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto. And as we say around here, let's keep things moving.